right, everybody. Uh, Sugar Me the Mooney, episode 24. Uh, it's Sunday, October 25th, 2020. And we're wrapping up the weekend here. And I'm with, uh, of course, I'm here with Shug. Yes. yes, of course. Yeah, and uh, Joel, how you been? I've been good. Just working on my production. I don't know why it is. Camera just turned dark right now, but there we go. I was about to say, it's like we're talking a deep throat. <laughs> We're getting we're getting information on the president. We're about to, to bring down bring bring a scandal out. <laughs> Break, breaking news. Breaking news. This is the uh, October surprise for the election. No, but while you're while you were saying that, I was gonna say that uh uh Joel uh just got us some new tracks for our for our intros and outros, and I want you guys to check it out and then check out his uh Instagram and everything and find out where you can like uh Check, check them out and everything and uh those are really great it's like my style and i'm sure a lot of you are into it uh yeah so all right so yeah so basically it's i can't do the math in my head but i think it's like 10 days till the election is that right october 3rd man november 3rd give or take yeah so while we're recording this it's like less than two weeks away um there were, the final debate happened and um uh, we're gonna just jump into that and just pretty much the home stretch for it. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Also, uh, Shug sent me a tweet. Uh, I feel like this happened before. She's very vocal. I mean, not in a good or bad way. I'm not saying anything, but Jamil Hill, uh, Sports Center. She was a Sports Center uh, uh, anchor person, or she was on all the shows. Yeah, she, she, I think she worked for like the Detroit Free Press before then, you know, like a lot of people on ESPN, like they before they were ESPN personalities, they used to be, you know, reporters around the country. Yeah, like beat writers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, we'll get into it deeper, but uh, she found her, you know, her voice and she's she's talked about like, Trump uh, not too long ago. Uh, now she was on a uh, serious or a let's somebody podcast, and uh, she uh, basically basically was saying uh, she said something about like black man in America, and Chug brought it up, and I'm interested in hearing what Chug. I'm interested in what Joel has to say about it. We're going to we'll get more detailed about that uh, during the show. Also, uh, for comic book fans, this would have been comic book comic book con. Well, we're talking about other things right now with uh, a tweet about who is the worst Chris in Hollywood. Uh, what? I think it's the worst Chris in Hollywood. Yeah, worst Chris in Hollywood. And there's four of them. I guess it's like the anti Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And real quickly, I'll just say real quick it's like the four people that are involved with like Marvel, Marvel and like DC yeah. movies. So, yeah, so it's the guys in the Avengers and all that. And then we have the guy from Wonder Woman. We all know who they are. Yeah. Uh, so that is just like a blanket thing, but it goes deeper. So we're going to jump into that. And then also, uh, this came up a while ago. Uh, me and Chuck talked about it, you know, every once in a while. But also involved with actors in uh, the MCU, uh, comic book movies. Uh, it's kind of like that whole like fan, like the uh, fan, uh, fan fiction. Where they're like kind of thing that like Captain America and Thor, uh, like they're pushing for them to like, obviously they're friends. Obviously they're like bros, 
No, the, the um Bucky, Bucky and him, um Winter Soldier. Yeah. Oh, Winter Soldier. Okay, and, so and and uh, uh Captain America. Okay, so I I know it was one of those two. Uh, but the idea of it is kind of the same, where you're like you're trying to like, you're you're like uh, turning a platonic bro like brother relationship and just like putting it into like a weird or you know like in a sexual way and if you disagree with it how does that how people respond with what you how you feel about it that makes you like don't like certain things because it's it's like a homosexual like relationship so very complicated needlessly complicated uh but we're going to talk about that uh yeah so it's 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 gonna be an interesting episode uh, anything, anything else you wanted before we jump in? Oh man, oh before we 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 start the episode, uh, I I sent out to Joel because um Diddy he put out a tweet because they just announced that um Ti and and Jeezy are gonna do the next verses and that's gonna be on November nineteenth I believe, and um so Diddy was like who should I battle who should I do a verses with and I tweeted out I was like. Um, any artists that you owe money to? Because <laughs> like yeah. the verses are funny because like it like you hear like you know a lot of like hits and you you know these guys who are like hits hit for hit and you're like wow like I forgot he was on this song and blah 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 but also like the little like repartee that they have like in between like talking to each other so I could imagine like somebody on there just being like yo quick fun fact about this song. Did you know that yeah. I make um three cents for every dollar that this song makes, and he makes about uh seventy cents? Yeah, I knew that about like producers because I know um for, forgive me, I forget his name, but the uh, the producer on Biggie's like the first album, mm-hmm. like he did it all, he did it all, and then like later on he became uh, did he got like executive producer credits just for like kind of altering it, so he got more money. But like, yeah. like all the hits that you hear, that like you know, it like you know, are someone else. Uh, and then also in this intro, I danced around a lot of things. I was like, I had to pick, my, choose my words, you know. So uh, during the show, we're gonna dive into it more fluidly, and uh, but we'll break it down for you guys because uh, it's interesting stuff. Yeah, and please believe, like the the whole um, they they call it shipping. Um, oh, I ship this relationship like, um, like between like fictional people. Sometimes they do it with like real people too. Um, so it'll, it'll make when we get into that segment, it'll, it'll have a lot more context as to what our, I, our, I, our ideas on it and our feelings towards it. And it'll make a lot more sense, um, as we expand on it. But without further ado, is this week's episode. All right. So, uh, Thursday night was the final debate. It was still up in the air. Uh, as in previous episodes, we talked about it. You know, the first one came came out. Uh, everyone was saying it was just like people stammering and talking over each other. The second one obviously became a dueling um, town hall. It sounds like a Wild West thing. Dueling, <laughs> dueling town hall, man. But uh, they had the third debate between uh, President Trump and uh, former Vice President Biden, President uh candidate uh but that's not really the whole thing i would focus on it's more that it's coming up it's people already voted the mailing things that people are already on the cover of our uh local paper today it was uh everyone in 
outside MSG in Manhattan uh, voting, stretch of people. You guys saw the cover of the paper or on Twitter and everything? Yeah, I saw it. And I'm, I am I personally already, yeah, so, I, I have already voted. I voted by mail. So send that out. Um, If you're listening and you're in um, New York City, um, you have up until, I think, seven days before the election to um, request it and mail it back. Um, When I requested mine, I got it within, I, I, I ordered, I, I put in my request on a Thursday. And I got my ballot on Monday. Like, it was really quick. So, and, I mean, if you take out, like, the weekend, um, you know, because you can't get mail on the weekend, you know, perhaps if you ordered it, if, if you requested it on, like, a Monday, you'd probably get it on, like, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday. It's that quick. You just fill out, fill it out. Make sure you're bubbling the, the person. Don't make any mistakes. Make sure you follow the directions on the envelope. Um, You are responsible for your own postage. Um, and just mail it back out. Um, that way you won't have to deal with those long early voting lines. And then on election day, you don't have to deal with those lines. But, you know, Mike has said that he, he he's um he feels more comfortable doing it the old fashioned way. So he'll be out there on on um, Tuesday. So we'll 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 hear yeah. by his experience. I'm going to actually like document it maybe and, and we'll have like a thing going on. Um because, you know, it, this is like, well, this would be like my what, maybe like fourth, fourth time. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to try to get back up to 500. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see. But it's usually quiet and everything. And it's just the people working there, it's like like librarian, like librarians and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. Usually like, um... I, I knew I knew I knew people with like AK-47s and like, like threatening people. But now it's just somebody who was like, oh, what's your name again? Like, it seems like. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's it would crazy. happen. Yeah, it happens. Mine is, I'm not scared. I'm just like, you know, down the block. Yeah, mine is just like um it's it's a like elementary school and um it's usually yeah. a bunch of um like older like seniors, you know, people in that age that work there. They're usually really like nice and they you know I think there's like cookies and stuff and yeah, it's like <laughs> the, it's like the last the last time the only times I've been on uh the half court in, in like in like a basketball court, a little mini in the gymnasium about to vote. I felt the power. I was like, I'm gonna drop this. I'm gonna drop this final dagger. Drop that. Yeah. Drop that ballot. But, um, Joel, yeah, you still. Joel, you still um not voting, right? I I requested yesterday my what is it the absentee ballot. Okay. I requested it yesterday. Okay. I don't think I, maybe if it gets in my hands, I'll change. I have a change of heart, but you know, I'm starting. I'm doing my due diligence. So oh, okay. I'm, All right. I'm trying to be responsible. Possibly. So maybe, maybe if I get it in my hand, it'll change. If I see it in the mail, maybe you know. I'm definitely uh, you know voting. Always been a proponent of voting locally. But, you know, with COVID, I missed the early election. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, I, it's just. The whole presidential voting presidentially is what bothers me, honestly. That's like the biggest part. Like I'll say again, I'll say it millions of times. Like you know, you're picking the lesser of two evils again, and it's almost like, all right, you can't keep doing this. Because if I do it, all right, let's just say again, I vote the second time, and it happens the third time. At a certain point, it is just have to stop, you know. But 
like I said, if I get it in my head, I'll probably change my mind about it. But I requested my absentee ballot yesterday. Yeah, and then the thing with the with the the the, the mail vote, um, and having your ballot on you at home, you get to sit there with your computer, or your phone, and obviously with Trump and Biden, you kind of already have your mind made up. But there's a lot of things that's also on the ballot as well, like local government, like you said. So you can actually look up the um candidates while you're voting. Yeah, that's another reason why they, you know, I guess I do my due diligence. Still not big on any of these presidents. I don't, I don't like either, but who knows, you know, never know. Yeah, I have conversations about that. I've, I've had conversations for years with my brother about like lesser two evils or like only a two choice system. Um, and I also studied uh, like the history of like places in Europe, like Italy. Uh, I remember like in maybe tw- in the 2000s or in the 2010s, they had an election and while it was happening, like 17 different people running. So basically if let's, let's say that we have one per one party interested in like the BLM and then we'll have also one just strictly for something else. And then whatever, so 17 of them. Uh, and the, the person, the, the party that won got like 15 or not even like 15% of the vote. So I, I figure like, I'd rather be in America where like you have more of a, um, they have the they have the cabinets, the executive branch, you know, the uh, presidential cabinet. Mm-hmm. I'd rather it be like a round table of all these different voices actually in the thing, it's in the spot, like making decisions. But uh, of course, in America, we have this uh, we idolize like a like a, like a person, you know, like we need like a figurehead and everything. But um, I think if it was in the other way around with Italy, it'd just be chaos. Like all nothing would ever get done, even when it was just like with them. Uh, tra- uh, jamming up uh, Obama in 08 in, in 2012 with the Tea Party, jammed mm-hmm. them up, nothing got done. But you know, like it's the same, it's crazy that that's the thing where it's like you want more variety, but ironically, like the same thing happens when it's just two people. But, yeah. um, yeah, but the, we're talking about the debate. Um, yeah, I feel like it's like a move, it's a moot point now. Yeah, so I wanted to start it off there because both of you guys um talked about like the lesser of two evils. So um, you know, obviously this this debate wasn't as like crazy as the um the first debate, which was nonsense. It wasn't as um didn't have extra random stuff happening like the vice presidential debate. And we got to see both of them in the same, you know, kind of counteract each other in person um, or to their face that we didn't get to see when they had the, the rival town halls. But the thing, the recurrent theme that I'm seeing from Donald Trump and um, to a lesser extent Pence is that they really don't like they, they still haven't laid out a plan for what they plan to do over the next like four years so that's why when you know you guys talk about like the lesser of two evils i feel like you know you're just giving like to me to give donald trump another four years is just to give him more time to um basically be immune to um facing all the political crimes he committed in route to the white house and while he was at the white house 
that's why I think would happen if like you don't vote or you you vote for Trump. Like it doesn't seem like he has a plan for like America as a whole. And he really has he he didn't really bring up any um he didn't really bring up anything that he accomplished or everything that he says he's accomplished. Like he doesn't have the numbers to substantiate it. And I think I kind of like caught on to his game because I read somewhere that like scientifically when people bring up like in debates or when people are speaking and they bring up facts that it turns people off where like you see Biden, like every time he talks about stuff, he has numbers to go along with it. But Trump, he just says like these very broad statements that, you know, could be true or can't or, you know, obviously more often than not are not true. So that's one way where you could get like the people who don't really care to, to be like, oh, like, all right. He says like he did uh this for like the black community. Like, all right, I believe him when it's like numbers, the numbers aren't there to like substantiate it. Yeah, in Col- uh, Stephen Colbert in like 2005-ish, during maybe 2004, probably during the, uh, the Bush-Kerry election, he coined a phrase called truthi- truthiness. It sounds true. You know, like it's truthiness. And like, mm-hmm. it feels good. I, I like hearing it. Um, which is sad because like, that was such a, that was a parody show. That was a satire. And now it's like, that's a real reality. Mm-hmm. But um, you mentioned how Trump, all the things he's, he's done and uh, all the crimes and the uh and everything i saw an image recently of like everyone who's been uh, either arrested fired arrested incarcerated or potentially you know still up for debate or or they're gonna say they're gonna get pardoned if trump wins again but it's like this it's like a chessboard it's insane how like people think he's dumb and everything but like like even that guy i forget his name uh saraguchi whatever so, you know, like he got fired forever, but he took a brunt of one thing that they did to mm-hmm. power. And the next person got, you know, Roger Stone was the one who was the first person before he even was like, in 2015, Roger Stone was still hired by CNN. Mm-hmm. He, he was a person that worked for CNN and he was basically a mouthpiece for Trump and he was getting paid for it and they're giving him airtime. And now like this, like he's now he's like, a, like, he's a war criminal, but like CNN gave him the, thing that's why i'm always like jaded i'm like i don't care even like the moderates and left like you gave these people this like forum anyway but yeah uh i'll i'll uh i'm gonna ask joel something but the last thing about the debate that i just want to bring up first is i said is like a moot point just for the fact that we all people already voted those are people that are like serious about obviously like they want to get it in people on the fence um i don't think they're not gonna be swayed they're not going to be swayed like, at this point. Um, but the seriousness of a debate is like, seems so like, we're like, tired, like, we're fatigued, we don't, we don't care. And then also all the attacks, like there was an attack on Harris um, because she like, didn't know where she was like in the city. And like, they've used that before. It's been used on everyone before, but no one cares now. It's like, like these, these old school traditional things for campaigning doesn't seem to, matter anymore now it's just like it's like they're still trying to use old ways to like you know but i think this election is already it's already like in the books but yeah. we don't, i mean I, I shouldn't say that because there's going to be a, they're already saying that it's already over because they're going to say that the other person cheated i'm already i'm the i'm the um 
I mean, out of it, you know, like the. I mean, I think it's over because, oh, it's it's kind of like a lot more. Like I feel a little bit more comfortable now because the number of like mail-in ballots are like triple or like five times as much as it was in 2016, and for as much as like Trump, um, really down talked, you know, mail-in balloting, you know, I don't see like his people or his supporters being the one that's 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 doing the mail-in ballots, you know what I'm saying? Like it would yeah. be the people who who want him out that would you know try to go and get like the most efficient way of 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 voting or they wouldn't or if he says that you know oh like if you mail in your ballot like they're gonna like rip it up or change it to biden like why would they you know why would they do it so if the numbers are already high for the amount of like mail-in ballots i think like a lot of those like a majority of it has to be for biden you know i could be wrong but that's that's just my theory but Mike, you wanted to ask Joel something. Uh, yeah. The last thing, I think it's like a third. Like just by looking at it, it was like fifty something million people already voted, and then I think in twenty sixteen, or it was like like hundred no two hundred million or no no one hundred fifty million. So that's a crazy amount of people. Uh, mm-hmm. Joel, yeah. So uh, anything else besides uh, hearing us talk about the debate, and um, we we're a little like a week away almost almost. Anyone you talk to, like, do they like? Are they talking about it? Is it like, um, not uh, just like, like my girlfriend and her mother, like they've already voted, and you know, they, also they've been trying to persuade me as well because I told them the same thing. I'm like, I'm not really into voting. I'm not gonna vote again, and uh, you know, social media as well. And, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, like everything you even put on social media now. It has like a disclaimer at the bottom saying uh giving you information about the election so even that kind of like persuaded me to to at least get an absentee ballot like other than that uh i haven't like i said the debates i haven't watched that i even forgot that there was you know the final debate i honestly forgot about that i was on the computer you know making beats for the podcast really yeah i kind of watched just because it was on i mean well i recorded it to watch, you know, I forgot what was on that night. Something. Oh yeah, the Giants and the Eagles game. So I, like, I I recorded it, and then you know, obviously that game pissed me off. So then I was watching that for a little bit, and um, you know, it it, it wasn't um, you know, you kind of want to watch because you know you expect like Trump to do his whole crazy like jig, but um, he didn't um. Mike, anything else you want to talk about on the debates? I have like one last thing, and then I'm. I'm... No, I just uh, I'm just gonna see what happens this week. Um, I feel like it's gonna, be, it's gonna be very quiet, and then suddenly there might be something that happens. Um, but I don't know. I, I, just talking about the debate purely, I think it's 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 been said and done. But now it's just home stretch. Yeah, like the one thing like I've noticed in all of these debates or. And stuff like that, like, you know, Trump keeps bringing up, like, the crime bill and, like, the super predator thing. And, like, it's been, you know, like, Biden did support, like, the crime bill, but he wasn't the, the, the super predator quote isn't attributed to him. It's attributed, I believe, to the Clintons. Um, In 95, 95 exactly. bill. Yeah, and then, like, to me, like, 
Biden's already said so many things that have um, kind of distanced himself from the original crime bill, which is like, you know, he would stop like the mandatory minimum sentence, sentencing, um, nonviolent um, drug offenses. You know, you'd send those people to rehabilitation centers, rehabilitation centers and not to jail. Um and you know, creating that that prison pipeline. Um, so he's done a lot to 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 distance himself from it. But my thing is, why doesn't Biden use the Central Park Five? Because it's evident and it's you know a fact that Trump still, in his heart of hearts, like believes that those five men were guilty of what happened in 1989, even though they've been exonerated. Um, they found an actual rapist. Um, you know, and he was basically asking for them to be like publicly executed and hung in central Park, and, and took and, out like an ad. And it, it's not just some random person saying it. His property was, overlooking the central park like it's basically someone who has like power in the area you know just trying to trying to push it. you know it would have been like valid that of him to like try to push for something crazy you know like because he had power in 89 especially in new york in 89 yeah and, and like my thing is it's like to me like biden should just be like all right so even though it's clearly you have you know when he says the crime bill thing and the super predator thing to biden you could say you know all right, these five men, boys at the time, you know, you wanted them to be publicly executed. You wanted the death sentence. Now, 30 years later, it's already been, you know, proven that they weren't guilty of that. Um, you found, like, the actual rapist. Um, all the the people in, involved, the DAs, the detectives, all of them have been basically um, guilty or proven guilty of intimidating these kids and into intimidating their parents. Um, but you still feel like these five men are guilty, like even 30 years and so much evidence that shows that that's not the case. Like you still feel that like they're guilty. So who's to say you don't feel like the your your um prejudice towards them is is clearly racial so you know you sit here and talk about these police officers killing all of these kids maybe they have the same you know they have the same idea that once you see black or brown skin like they're guilty of something like they have to be guilty of something so, like, in Donald Trump's mind, he's, he's probably thinking, like, oh, like, all right, they might have not raped her, but, like, they did something else bad. They they had to. Or they're guilty. You know, and I, I just feel like Biden, like, that's the, the area. And then, like, once you say something like that, Trump's going to just say even more racist stuff just to back it up. Remember that face? Yep. No, but also, uh, he's, still, he's the one who freaking put out the whole birther movement. Yeah, he still he still won't he still won't say that Obama he was in the goddamn Oval Office with him, he took the presidency from him and he still doesn't acknowledge like, so yeah you know I don't expect that much from him and the only thing with Biden I'll say is he is being 
because we talked about this. I well, I knew about this during uh, 2016 and uh, 2008, uh, whatever. With Biden with the anti-busing, um, you can say like he was like the words were twisted, and that it's just from black and white uh, words. But uh, you can also argue like busing is different because what if you actually like improve the communities, not just try to like move people around like but that's busing is a, a completely different topic of course so i'm just saying but that's another thing yeah besides I, I totally understand what you're, you're saying because you you know um like I've, I've i've told people on you know I, I think i've said it on here that like you know i moved from one school i was in a predominantly um black you know somewhat hispanic neighborhood was a really bad school then moved to you know, school, actually, I live in the area now where it's, like, more white than anything, and you could totally see the difference, so it's, like, yeah, like, you know, what if you improve, like, that school instead of making it a, a place where, like, you know, you know, like, keeping it bad, and then people have to move to, like, a white or, like, a more affluent neighborhood to go to school. Instead, you know, why don't you make that area and that school better? You know, hire better teachers, put a lot more investment into it and stuff like that. I, I think that that would have, uh, I mean, it does, uh, like, self-worth, like, goes up because now you don't feel like you're taking, like, oh, like, I need your help if I go somewhere else. That's that's my point of view. I not, that's not me, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's the whole movement that started that got big in like the late 80s, early 90s, and then it's back now. And we are going to talk about it, and actually, it will come up in our next topic. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. So, um, just to wrap this up, you know, go out and vote if you're on the fence, like Joel. Um, you know, and you, you, you know, you, you, you got to think hard about it. At least, like Joel's actually thinking about it. He's not. You know, he's he's taken these few days that we have before the election to make a decision. Um, and if you already are going to vote, uh, um, you know, there's all these different, like, um, early voting locations. A lot of the um, major sports arenas around the areas in different cities, you know, they're having the early voting there. Like, yeah, you might got to wait in line, but, yo, like, bring a book, bring some lunch. Um, bring some cards, something like just go out there and vote. Like, it, it, it'll definitely be worth it. And if you still can do the early, um, do the um, mail in vote, you know, look into it for New York. It's vote.nyc. Um, go on there. It's a, I, I did it, it was a real quick process, you know, like two minutes tops. You know, not even it was, it was like 30 seconds. Yeah, there you go. Especially if you're already registered, like you're 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 good. So these are the different ways. Just go out and vote. All right. So our next top our next topic was uh, brought to my attention by Shug uh, when we when we DM each other uh, interesting tweets, funny tweets, serious tweets sometimes. But uh, this was uh, Jamil Hill. Um, many of you, many of us know know her from Sports Center, ESPN. She had her own series too with uh, Michael Smith. Right. No, that was supposed to know. I was on at 6 p.m. Oh, but that's when they switched it up. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They switched up the whole like programming. Uh, yeah. So we remember her from there. Uh, but she's made a name for herself in other ways too. Like, you know, um, she was on a, a serious 
or it was, it was a series or a podcast, uh, R and B, like A R E and B, playing R and B. And uh, that was in the same time in the tweet, she said that uh, I have, in- I, I'll just read the tweet. Mm-hmm. I've increasingly found that many black men just wanted to, just want better access to patriarchy. They don't actually want to dismantle it. They, they don't want it dismantled. Okay, so Shug, you send that to me. Mm-hmm. So, Jamel Hill, like, is a lot I agree with, and I, I like, you know, I, I definitely support her, and when she says plenty of things, like, she got suspended from ESPN, this is before she loved ESPN, for saying, or somebody asked, like, something about Donald Trump, and she responded, like, Donald Trump is a white supremacist. And you know, a year later, like with pressure from the White House, people are saying that's why she left, right? Like, like pressure from the White House for her to like repercussions from that, right? No, she got suspended after like it was a few days, and then she ended up getting suspended. And um, you know, it it was her opinion, but you know. I, you know, it, it's it's not like a wild statement. I mean, this was like around like the the Charlottesville thing, you know, the the whole um, um, Heather Heyer getting killed and and stuff like that. Like you know, so it was her opinion, but it was basically substantiated. It wasn't like there was like a whole bunch that Donald Trump was doing to not show to to basically you know disprove that he's a white supremacist. Um, <laughs> I mean, just, you know, to go back on the debates, like, um, something we also didn't mention is like the, the, um, moderator is probably like the best moderator we've had in any of these debates. And she was a black woman. And he says, I'm the least racist person in the room to a black woman. <laughs> like that's astounding. Um, and I even tweeted at her, like when, Trump said, you know, to stand back and stand down thing. I was like, yo, like, I, I, I you know, I, I tweeted at her and I was like, yo, I think ESPN owes you some money because, you know, what you said is, is basically true. But, um, you know, she she also like rubs people the wrong way. And, you know, there's this saying and like, um, I, I, I genuinely, I generally see it amongst like black women and like, um the lg the the black lgbt community in that like they try to say that straight black men are like the straight white men of black people in that you know we're the most um like i guess like you 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 use the word you know she said the word patriarchy that we hold the patriarchy in like our own community whereas like we keep you know gay black people down and we keep gay trans people down and we keep uh, I mean black trans people down and we keep black women down and all of this stuff like that and it's just like yo like we're all fighting the same race um essentially like at the end of the day you know we talked about Bill Burr's thing where he was talking about white women like you know reaping the fruits of like um of like the 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 um of of all the 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 bad stuff that like white men have done being on the fence 
being on the fence, like uh, benefiting from it, but also feeling like you're part of the oppressed. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. To a certain extent. Um. So you know, it's 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 a common attack on straight black men in general that like we're like the you know we're the oppressors in our own community and I just don't like it because to me I feel like we're already being oppressed from people on the outside like and I ain't even talking about just like white people I'm talking about like from all kinds of different races like black people you know black men are like the most feared yet preyed upon people I think in society like we always catch the most heat but you know it's like that same thing like um you know that saying you fear what you don't understand and like I don't think anybody tries to understand the black man you know to understand black men and they form their own um well their own criticism and I just think that that like them doing that it, it 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 um it opens the door for all these other people to say the same thing because I'm pretty sure if you opened um the comments on our same tweet I bet you there's a whole bunch of like white women Latin women and and um white men who want to be like allies and stuff like that probably like you know clapping and and applauding that shit yeah uh Joel I want to hear absolutely want to hear what you have to say but yeah. uh, like, real quick like um you know just not even because of the show, but I, I always watch like everything. I watch like left, right, all the far extreme stuff. And people were saying that like, oh, let's, let them let them fight each other, like 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 that. And I when I heard this, I was like, shit, you know, like, uh, you know, like uh, now the, the, they are we are the enemy, but now they're gonna start you know, going at each other now, which is like them saying it in a very vicious way, of course. Um, but uh, right, I got you, Michael. It's like I didn't. I know uh, Shik sent you the, the tweet, but like, can you re- uh, repeat it one more time for me real quick? Because I didn't get that. Oh. Just to reiterate. Okay, so Jamil Hill, she's talking about, uh, obviously, in 2020. I have increasingly found that many Black men just want better access to patriarchy. They don't actually want it dismantled. And Shug was touching on it, basically, like, you know... Um, they want to benefit from a already a structure that's already there. Like, before, of course, first off, men. Um, they want to be on the top of the pegging order. Is that like a simple way of saying? Like, it, but not trying to be demeaning. But uh, I, I got um, like yeah, I agree. It's almost like I guess like, like Shug said, it's almost like black men are look like feared upon like any time. Like, Cause we just, just me personally, I don't know, like if anybody even has that thought of me, I, I honestly, like I laugh cause like, for example, like when, you know, we say it all the time on the podcast that, that day at the bar with a white girl who accused me of hitting her. And I was just like, really? Like little do you know, I have never hit like no one in my life. So it's almost like, yeah, I agree with that. We, we look at, we're looked at as aggressive. When in reality, all we trying to do is just have our fair way. We trying to work our way. We could probably work probably twice as harder. And we always get looked upon as either, all right, he's trying to 
he's trying to like force his way in here, trying to be too aggressive. But then if we don't show that when, you know, we're too soft, there's no middle ground, honestly. And it's almost like, it's almost like you, you at, the, at this point, just as a man, it's just respect. Like who cares, like black, white or whatever, you know, it's just respect as a man. That's just how I see it. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if, like, when she said it, she was saying it in, like, because I think, like, the, the, the hot topic now is, like, that the, um, the, uh, Meg the Stallion and Tory Lanez and that whole, like, shit. And, like, to me, like, I really don't care about either one of them because, I mean, like, it, it like, don't get me wrong, like, it's fucked up that he shot her if, if he did, but, um, at the same time, there are two people that, like, you know, like, she's probably, she's written songs about getting shot, or she's talking about getting shot, like, you know, she so so clearly, like, that's going to help her sell more records, and, like, you know, someone like Meg Thee Stallion, like, she, she, she probably was playing with his damn gun before, like, he shot her with it, because, you know, she, she ain't, like, she going to want, like, a regular, like, regular, like, um, what do you call it? Like even killed um dude like me or you or or Mike, you know what I'm saying? Like she want them type of thugs, and you know, like when when you with them type of dudes, like you know, it's 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 it's, it's like having like a tiger as a a pet. Like sure, it's just gonna be fun and cool, and it's gonna have its like moments. But like if that shit scratches your face off, you know, are you that surprised? The novelty wears away. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, but I'm, and your face. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like say like, um, I know obviously we, we had we had a whole thing about it told by Rihanna Taylor, but basically, can you argue that going back, it's all it usually um, the face of a movement. It's it's a black man in distress, right? I know mm-hmm. there's also like, there's many moments going back in the fifties and sixties of like the school. Uh, and we talked about it just before the. Uh, integration uh, these segregation um it was a woman getting like the photos of her getting yelled at a little girl like a girl getting yelled at you know for going to school um but usually we think about of course now george floyd we think about uh in new york staten island uh trayvon martin even though it wasn't a cop it was like you know things like that like it was always a man you know um I don't know. I'm just, this is not really a question. It's me just tossing out there. Like, why? Why do you need to attack someone else that's also being like attacked? Uh, but then it comes up, though. It comes up. We're talking about women in like the uh, '60s and then the '80s, like the baby boom era, mm-hmm. glass ceiling. Uh, women got up on the uh, the corporate ladder and they didn't like help out. That's a huge mo. That's a huge thing in like feminism. Is like you see logos and like symbols everywhere where it's like a woman climbing and then she has a hand down it's like a white woman like hand and then it's like another person of color like grabbing her it's mm-hmm. like don't yeah so that's like this but like what's what's the end game like uh, Chuck, what do you think i don't know i don't i'm just asking questions today so i don't know yeah like uh um so i guess i kind of gotta like pose the question here like do you do we want better access to patriarchy? Like, do we want? Cause to me, like, I still feel like there's there's white women that have it way better. I mean, I even feel it's like an objective 
fact like there's white women that do like they're like medium in median income and um where you're living is way better than it would be like the average white woman as opposed to like the average black man so like how 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 like it ain't like is it if we were to if we were to demand this man or try to get access to the patriarchy like you know the 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 white male patriarchy ain't, isn't gonna let us like euro step white women we're not gonna let us step over white women to get that patriarchy so i don't understand like of course we'd rather dismantle it like as a black man in my opinion i'd, I'd rather dismantle it and make sure that everybody's getting their fair shake like black woman white woman black man white man chinese man asian woman like you know what i'm saying I think growing up, of course, everything was very like Eurocentric growing up, but it was also the, the way they taught history was like wait your turn, sort of. Mm-hmm. Like especially where I'm from, like there's like a lot of immigrant, like Euro immigrants, and like you come here and then whatever, then your kids have a better opportunity, and then you know it's like a caste system too, but it's like uh, wait your turn and stuff. But like when you, how long do you have to wait? You know, like you could people want to sidestep you and jump over you, like. Wait, like, wait your turn. Is that like I've heard that before? I'm not just coming up with that now, obviously, but like, um, yeah. So it's interesting you brought up like the whole European immigrants. So obviously, it's a fact that there are European or or descendants of European immigrants. Um, they basically benefited way more than um African Americans did, who had already been in the country at that point for like at least two to 300 years, like, were, were the black men in 1920 trying to um uh, get access to that patriarchy or were they trying to dismantle it? Like, I don't think Martin Luther King was, like, marching um, on Washington um, for, for black men to become part of um, – white society i think he was trying to get equality for everybody i think that's the 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 the, the point here but when people say like jamel hill said these divisive things especially it coming from a black voice you know mike joel you always hear me say that on this show like whenever you hear a black voice saying something that you know the oppressor would agree with or they want to say but you hear it from a black voice it gives it it gives it credence. It gives it um legitimacy. So now, like, see, see, that thing, right? Exactly. So now, like, if somebody, if 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 this same, if Jamel said that same thing, or if if like um, what's one of them like annoying white women, like Rose McGowan, if she was to like tweet that same thing, right? My wife. <laughs> if she was to tweet that mm-hmm. same thing, right? Everybody would attack her. Black women, um, black women, black men, everybody, right? But she'd be like, "Yo, like I'm like this is what this what this is what I'm hearing from black women. Black women are saying that black men want to be part of patriarchy. So then you got that whole white feminism army, like they, you know, they already have it out for black guys. Like I've I've stated on this show. So now you you're giving them more fuel to the fire. Well. This was on my little old school index card. I was gonna write verbiage, Fox News verbiage. Okay, this is an old school tactic uh, 
uh, by Roger Ailes of saying some people have said, you know, Trump uses it. He, she said, black people, I like may, the few or whatever particular amount of black men I've talked to. She said, like, is anecdotal. I always say anecdotal does not mean it. it's just an instance that happened in a time. Like, in, but you're gonna like say it's like fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with what you just said is like, oh, you'll take this one instant and then instant and then say this is this is truth, you know, like, and it's very dangerous. And you have a you know the forum on social media to say this, and um, that's a, that's an aside. But I think you know we're kind of complimenting what we're saying, right? Yeah, and it's funny as all because it's like a dude I follow on Twitter, like, uh, <laughs> he quoted the tweet and he was like, on today's episode of Blame Black Man. There you go. And I, 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 I just I, I cracked up for like five minutes straight. <laughs> like they all, it's always something with us, man. And it's wild because um not to cut you off. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. So it was like the, the second we start to like not do like especially like in, in relationships and sorry, this is so damn dark. I don't know what that's going on. But anyway, even um, like in relationships, like it's almost like you're giving us, like, you don't want us to be, like, soft, but when we do it, we're always the aggressors, like, and it's almost, it's the same way even in business, like, why is it that anytime we show some type of, like, like, all right, we're tired of this, which is, like, um, let's just be men, who cares, black, white, I'm just tired of, as a man, you're trying to, like, feminize me, or whatever the case might be, trying to, like, make me more more, uh, what it, like I said, yeah, that's just trying to feminize me. I'm just trying to say that, you know, like I don't, don't feminize me. I'm a man. I'm going to handle my emotions like a, a strong man. I don't try to feminize my emotions is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. Um, so basically like if you're trying to have qualities of a man, like being, I was bringing, I was going to bring this up earlier, but like, I didn't think it was true, but like if you're the face of the movement, everyone else is on the back of the bus to use like, you know, pun intended or whatever, but that's, that's a characteristic of being the one to bear the brunt of it all. Um, I think it's a society of people wanting to be the big, like a victim. They want to be like, and you now you're fighting for who is the biggest victim like that. And that's counterproductive. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, does that make sense? Like, I'm just throwing out, throwing out things that have popped in my head now, but. I feel yeah. like we could talk about this all day. Cause I just, I know, like, I, I put it in, like, just my relationships with girls, period. Like, with women, period. Anytime I try to, like, anytime I'm too forceful or whatever, or I'm too serious, it's like, I got to relax. I got to, you know, understand that, oh, I'm a, I'm a lady, I'm a female, I'm a woman. And I already understand that. Like, I, you don't need to tell me that. I understand that. I'm handling my emotions like a man. I'm just not going to be extra rough. I'm not going to scream at you. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. Because that, that's how I feel like I'm being forceful. But, like, when I'm just expressive, if I raise my voice or my tone isn't, like, I don't sound like some, you know, uh, what, what's this guy's name? Woody Allen. I don't sound like I'm in a Woody Allen movie or whatever. Then... <laughs> Well, yeah. I'm the aggressor. I'm just like, yo, calm down. I'm not the aggressor. But then if I act, if I try to act feminine, quote, quote, whatever the case might be, I'm being a bitch. So it's like, which one is it? 
Like, you gotta choose. Woody Allen, man. When I, as an aside, one of the best, you know, I don't, I don't respect him as a human being anymore. Oh, just, you know, whatever. I don't respect but, him as anything. <laughs> I, he, well, he makes so much shit, then some things are gonna be good. Uh, but the, my favorite thing is like in that thing where he's like, he finally tries to be a man, but he was doing like sneaky shit though. But, uh, so he, I don't know, like he chooses to like, all right, I'll let someone else go, whatever, whatever, thinking that he can get away, like, away with it and like, he'll, I'll be the bigger man. And then when, when it backfires on him, he, he goes back to being a little bitch again, <laughs> like, like the sneak. <laughs> like he was like trying the easy way out was like this, we marry this girl, but then like the risky girl. He tried to get back with it real quick, and then he went back to the other one. And the one that was the easy way, like denied him. And he like looks at the camera, and he's like, "Fuck myself over." But anyway, yeah, it's it's hard to be a man. Yeah, I mean, like she, like Jamel Hill with that quote, she tried to make like all us black men out to be like we're all like Daniel Cameron or something, and not Kenneth Walker. And I just, okay, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm Kenneth Walker. Joel, I think you're Kenneth Walker. Um, and you know, there's way more of Kenneth Walkers in the world that will protect a Breonna Taylor than a Daniel Cameron who would, you know, um, basically bury her and and piss on her grave. Um, unfortunately, but you know, I have my bad. Go ahead. No, but to have this um black woman saying this about black men like i say it 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 it, it's it's um to me a bad thing i mean and and she's free to have her opinion but you know when you open that 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 door for like the you know other people to come in of like other races that obviously already look down on black people in general especially black men and then you give them that 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 um that fuel to be like yo like look at that black women even don't like black men so we especially shouldn't like them yeah, all i know is it's like as a man like there's no impressing some women or just people period like it, there's there's some men like you can't impress and i'm not the type of man that try to impress another man it is what it is but like there's even like so much competition between us as well sometimes and it gets so tough between men that mm-hmm. sometimes you're gonna have you it's like you have no choice but to do some like some douchebag shit, honestly. And the type of man I am, I don't feel like I should do that. If I'm placed in that position, I just don't want I don't want the job. If it comes to me have to do some douchebag shit or something that's like a go against my character, something that goes against my integrity, I'm just not gonna do that. But at the same time, like I said, doing that, like having integrity sometimes. Mm-hmm. That like that's not understandable anymore. I don't think they. I don't think people understand integrity as much as like I feel like I am. You know, and that's something I gotta work on too. I just gotta stop believing that people believe how I believe. But I just go by integrity at the end of the day. Like regardless, I move how I move, and, and that's it. Yeah, and like I think like the idea she's pushing is just that. Black men in general have a belief that for us as black society to get ahead, we also have to like put down 
black women or keep black women in their place or you know if there is a place where they there there ain't I don't believe that either. Like you know, like I like for I want to get ahead, and I also want my you know our sisters to get ahead too, because we all in this together. We all we all are part of this community, and you know we need that unity, man. And we just like to me, I just feel like it. it, it it's always like black men are always catching hell for whatever reason from all types of places, and I just don't think we need to get it from you know our black women. Especially somebody as prominent and as like you know has has a platform like a Jamel Hill. Sorry, I'm going down a rabbit hole now on uh, her Twitter, just okay. from response about the history. Okay, so like uh, it was in response to um, Trump said I did I've done the most for black people. You know, he said that, and she says, uh, "Oh, Lyndon B. John LBJ will like, have a word with you, whatever." As a joke, and then I'm thinking, I'm like that motherfucker, <laughs> that Texas, like. You know, because the thing Republicans say is that Democrats were were the ones who did enslavement, which was true. Like that, it is true. Like that's like you know, it, it reversed in the last like sixty years. But uh, I would say something in my head, and then like someone would do like a response. He's like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, LBJ or whatever, and, and then some guy wrote something about JF, JFK, like didn't or he wouldn't, and the guy that's because someone blew his brains out, <laughs> and that's so funny. It's just I mean, crazy. They, I mean, yeah, they. It, it's kind of um. Tweets are the best. I'm it's kind of it's got a like off topic, but any anytime they do that whole like, you know, sure. Republicans were the party that freed the slaves, and Democrats were the enslavers, and the 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 party of the Ku Klux Klan. Like you know, we have four Samsung TVs in our house right now. And a whole bunch of Samsung stuff. Did you know that Samsung used to like started off as like a rice company? Samsung is uh isn't that part of uh Sony? Like it's like a it's like a Korean version or a, a Japanese version of Sony. I don't know. It's neither here nor there. But like okay. the fact is, it used to be a rice company. Like oh, they uh, clearly they clearly not on a Nintendo. Nintendo used to be a card company. Now they're a billion dollar video game company. Exactly. So where you start and where you where you are now doesn't necessarily have anything to do with this. I can't eat my TV. WWE so, was like, a carny show, a boxing carny show in Manhattan. Now it's a global thing. Uh, shit like that. Things change. Um, yeah, things progress. Things things progress and regress. And clearly, the Democratic Party progressed, and the Republican Party regressed during the 1970s with the Southern strategy and. Nixon and all that stuff and you know yeah I think and all of this here was you know all of that, all of this stuff like Jamel Hill and all this infighting between black men and black women and who's the villain today and and blame the black man and stuff like that all of that was part of the southern strategy anyway so like Jamel Hill you're kind of basically doing like the conservatives job for them and the right wing's job for them yeah also it was short term goals in the 60s and then they were quickly changed. And then we can't get it. We're not going to get into the whole CIA shit too. Well, what changed everything else after that? Mm-hmm. So we, let's not even, we're talking about 2020. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting that like who gets noticed? Like when, when did this, when this happens, there's so many people talking about stuff and who gets noticed and for what, what reason why? Um, but we'll see. Like, I think, um, I'm interested to see like what I, I keep talking about this with the election. Like, what's going to happen this week? Like, is it going to be quiet? Um, 
it's just gonna be more like just random shit and like distractions and stuff but uh, i don't know I'm so nervous about the election, so I'm going to swing it back to that. I'm nervous, too, because, you know, like, it already happened once. So the fact the fact that it happened once, um, you know, it, it, it leaves the opportunity for it to happen again. So, of course, I'm going to be – I'm nervous. So, you know, November 3rd, I'll probably be watching CNN all day and just following it and tracking that and, and, and just hoping by the end of the night – you know, what's that around like nine o'clock? Like we have like good news and, you know, America is, you know, moving forward again, you know, like I think we've been, we took, we definitely took two steps back, you know, over the last four years. Hopefully we could get, start marching forward again. I'll sum up everything I meant by this, everything. Infighting, uh, is, is now the time to do it or let's, you cross the line, you know, the finish line and then you're, you're in power again then you deal with it not before because you thought you were doing it four years ago it didn't happen you're gonna do it another four years and god forbid eight years just just focus on the goal you know that's what obama said this week obama said focus right yeah focus on the goal there you go all right you always see this meme floating around um like sports fans are like oh the, the mount rushmore or whatever or like uh you know, I'm a, he's going to puke. I'm a wrestling guy. The Mount Rushmore wrestling stuff. So there was this um, Twitter thing going around, going around about like the who, the four, kind of like a F Mary Kill, but like the top four Chris, Chris's in Hollywood, like which one do you get rid of? And it was a picture of all four of the guys. It was Chris Evans, Chris and uh, Hensworth, uh, Chris Pine, because he's part of the DC thing. And then uh, the Jamal will focus on Chris Pratt. Uh, Chris Pratt is the Guardians of the Galaxy and everything. And uh, uh, what? Uh, sure, it was, it was your friends at BuzzFeed, right? Who posted this, or was it someone else? Remind me again. Well, I didn't see like the original post. I just saw like Chris Pratt and like you know all the different, all these different people like Mark Ruffalo and Robert Downey Jr. and. Chris Hemsworth, like, they were all, like, trending. So, I'm like, oh, what's this about? So, like you said, it's, um, it, everybody said it was the worst Chris. So, I mean, um, you know, a couple, couple, uh, months ago, we did a episode and we said, like, you know, fictional characters that would be, like, Trump supporters and stuff like that. Um, so what happens is, is that Chris Pratt, like, you know, from being Star-Lord, from being um, in Jurassic World, from being on Parks and Recreation and, you know, being this comedic, affable, like, dude, like, you know, you kind of... Doofy, doofy, oh, doofy goo, do, uh, doofy guy, you know what I mean? That's his, like, thing, like, the charming but doofy guy that's, that's yeah like like to me he kind of was like jack block if like jack block like got fit <laughs> or dan connor roseanne type thing so and um so you you know you kind of expect these kind of people you know you see him and you're like oh like he gotta be like you know really like in real life he must be like real liberal and real like fun and blah 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 and like you know, the only I I didn't I didn't really know anything really about his personal life. Like, you know, um, this was years ago, but like I was shocked to find out like he was married to Anna Faris from like Scary Movie, and 
um that show mom and stuff like that like they were married you know when obviously she was like the more famous person in in a marriage and you know they were married and had children and stuff like that and then like he was on parks and recreation and like his his character actually wasn't supposed to be a regular character it's kind of like a steve urkel thing where like you know from his small appearances you know there was a higher demand for him so he ended up staying on the show throughout his entire run as Andy Dwyer was actually like one of my favorite well everybody on that show was like my favorite I love that show um little segue music (laughs) yeah and um you know eventually they got divorced um she moved on and he moved on with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver's daughter um oddly enough and That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because t- definitely um, I've been keeping notice of this because he was a lovable guy. And then uh, when they got divorced, they were like, they kind of like put him in the, the box of the, the, the bad guy in it. And then I saw that he married to Schwarzenegger like right away and stuff. And um, my my instant instant thought was like, oh, he wants to be like in the, the next echelon. You go from you know this now you're in the superpower Schwarzeneggers. You're in the Marvels. You know you're in the oh, you know the whole thing, and uh, I think he's getting a lot of hate from that too. From aside from just like other uh, political things too. Yeah. So, um, all that aside, the crux of why people say he's the worst, Chris, is because he's a part of a church, and this church um is very uh. And you know, like it, it, it probably ain't even like him himself, but the church, it's it, what it stands for. It's very like anti-LGBT. Um, it funds like gay conversion, um, therapy, and you know all of this wild stuff. So that's why a lot of people were like, "Yeah, he's the worst, Chris." Like, you know, like Chris Evans is like, you know, cool, like liberal dude, and and very nice, and and stuff like that. And Chris Pine, he's you know, who is, is not really much you could find wrong with Chris Pine, and then um Chris Hemsworth, like you know, cool Australian dude. Um, so they definitely his brother picked, had yeah. yeah, and his his brother um Liam, and then he got his other brother that was on um Westworld. Um, I forgot his name. I'm sorry. No, Luke or some shit like that. Luke, Luke, I think it is. Yeah, you're right. Um. So. Oh. Um, yeah. So he made it. He made a Chris. Uh. Pratt. Uh. I guess it's warranted because he like made light of the election by like promoting his like, a movie or something like that by saying, "Do the voting that matters." Right? Is am I, am I wrong? Like he says something like that. He used like the election as like a sort of like a, a tweet, and that's where a lot of people started like pop, popping up on it too. Did you catch that when um looking up this? No, I'm not familiar with that. All right, so that was another thing that popped up. Um, and then you're like, well, because then all his tweets, uh, all his, uh, all, all the tweets were about him going, well, you're a Trump supporter, things like that. And then some Mark Ruffalo came up and said, he never said he was, and he's a good guy and stuff, and just, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then the whole Avengers assembled. Robert Downey Jr. came up and came to his defense too, which is like 
it's coming up weirdly. Like, he was like he was like a good Christian guy and some 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 you know. So, um, I, I also bring that up because uh, I don't know his I don't know anything about religion with Robert Downey Jr. But he is uh, he he is part of this whole community in Hollywood where it's people who needed saving uh, and if anyone is like in a situation where they think that they're gonna either fall or they're on the recovery back from something they come to the defense and it's like he's he's at the head honcho there because we all know his history mm-hmm. yeah so this i don't this, this is like a deeper thing that like that than just what we're talking about where it's like uh, different parts of hollywood and then we also put the Scientology with tom cruise and stuff which has similar beliefs and and um and i don't want to call them unions but they're more like just like uh, like communities within this thing that we all love and we all watch and stuff and we've seen it we're seeing it play out on like social media where people are like using humor and like knock different um i can't think of the word yeah so so you brought up like the avengers like assembling to his defense because that's the second part of where a lot of the criticism where like the criticism jumped from chris pratt towards um robert downey jr and all you know all the prominent like marvel guys in that you know well what people felt was like a lot of like the um animosity that was given towards like Brie Larson and Don Cheadle and Anthony Mackie and all of these different people for like being a woman um for being black like where was this um where was the Calvary um where was the Calvary when that was happening sure you use energy a lot where was the energy for that Right. Yeah, like why didn't it have that energy yeah. there? That was um, you know, and then like see, it's, it's another thing there where it's like a bunch of like prominent white dudes they spring up to the defense of like another like white dude for just kind of being associated with some bad shit. But where like you know, in Brie Larson and Anthony Mackie, I don't know about like the Don Cheadle or like Tessa Thompson. These are other the people whose names were brought up but I know with Brie Larson you know it was like a thing being made about like you know her like not smiling as um Captain Marvel and then um for Anthony Mackie when you know rather than Bucky or Sebastian Stan being the new Captain America it was given to Anthony Mackie who is Falcon which is you know in in the comic books um both Bucky and um Sam Wilson they both ended up being Captain America after Steve Robert Rogers so it was basically like a toss-up so it was surprising it would have been surprising either way um whoever he gave the shield to um but there wasn't it was just that they they didn't have that same energy for for those people for him and her as they had for um, for Chris Pratt just basically basically being like in an internet meme like it's it's, it's you know it, it it was just like something on it on Twitter it's not like people were like trying to like cancel Chris Pratt like oh like we don't like him it's just like 
you know, of all of those Chris's, he was the only one where like you could really there's something that he's he's got the bigger um you know, if you weighed out the pros and cons, it's like a big con is like, yo, Chris Pratt, you're bought of a church that's very anti gay. You know what I'm saying? And and, and like right rightly so. That's of, of course like a fair criticism in today's society. Like you can't be associated with a church um with a church that that promotes you know conversion therapy and and stuff like that like there's so many different um churches and different designations of christianity you could join that aren't um episcopalian uh, i think right yeah well I, I i don't know them off the top of my head i mean i know mine like i i never like i never like i'm a methodist i've never been to church and i heard um any kind of anti-gay stuff or, or things like that. Or I've never heard of like the Methodist, the United Methodist Church ever like funding gay conversion therapy. Then again, let me just be clear. I don't be, you know, I'm not like super, super um, like churchgoer, like or involved in a church that I would know if they were. But if they were like, I'd be, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd probably um, move on to a different church if that was the case, because at the end of the day, like that's the that's that's them. If you're gay, you're gay. Like we, the church or anybody shouldn't have any say about it. So I'm gonna bring this up. Um, so the whole like, which Chris do you lose? Basically, the bottom whatever um, of like the, these four Chris's, and like they're all. I know they're all the same name and stuff, but obviously it's because they're all like like white guys in Marvel movies. Or um, I think people are getting um, like fake hate outrage because like it's like it's kind of like a karen thing you know where it's like oh do four four guys and chris and roy like you know we can, you know that that's what another thing i, I got from it where people are like why are you comparing them just because of this and just it's shit like that like simple shit like that um but then from that like all this other crazy tension comes up because it's always on the surface uh dual um yeah, I was about to say I tried to give that as much exposition as I could. So, well, <laughs> I know Joe has something to go off of. <laughs> He's got the lighting. He's got the lighting. <laughs> I like, with, with me, the whole thing with Chris Pratt, like, I assume anytime I hear his name, it just I automatically go to controversy, honestly, because I've heard with his, like, he's just super religious and, like, the, the annoying religious, not just like religious. Uh, wanting to just spread the word at least, but he's more like no, uh, he's more of a converting type of religion, and that's the annoying religion that like I've heard that he, you um, that he's a part of. Because I, I saw on his week, um, Wikipedia that he was raised Lutheran, but now he's non-dimensional Christian or whatever that means. All I know is that I know for a fact from what I've heard that he's just a religious freak and is to the point of annoyance so anything that from what i've heard of him mm-hmm. and from what shug just said and you michael you know this whole topic uh, I, I believe it and also the fact that his avenger friends are coming to his defense i mean that's 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 just normal obviously they're all millionaires they don't been to parties they don't have or probably spoke to chris pratt on a personal level Obviously, they're going to come to his buddy's defense. That's nothing new right there. You know, I just know as far as Chris Pratt, I always know he was annoying. But none of this comes 
of, of all the Chris. I got think the, the worst Chris is Christopher Columbus. Not even oh, these yeah. four Chris. You know what I mean? He's the worst Chris, but Chris Pratt, like I just heard nothing but just annoying things about his personality, this period. And I, obviously, I don't know him personally, but this is from his peers, his, you know, probably not Robert Downey Jr. and, you know, uh, coming to his defense, but obviously there's other peers in Hollywood that probably feel like he's just a brat annoying, honestly, and that's from what I've heard. Right. I think I don't, I'm just completely, this, let's edit this off. We'll edit this out of the thing, but if we look up after, but maybe Pratt had like issues or whatever, and he joined this society, this community that had like people in recovery and stuff like that, and they're very opinionated, and they use guys sometimes to like judge others for you know things that they did too. Um, that's why I brought up Robert Downey because uh, I actually saw him on uh, a documentary this weekend. David Letterman, oh, I love Robert Downey Jr. Love him. Um, you know, I love his how he performs and everything, and we we all know his past and everything. And um, I've heard that he, apparently he is like the head honcho of if anything happens with someone, he's there. The he, he'll fly them out. He'll like be there to like help them out, like in a situation. I think like someone has someone like a, a the, the, one of the boy band guys, you know, who's been doing like porn or so that like he like reach out to them, that type of thing. Um, they're very judgmental and stuff, but they don't, it's like the whole point of the finger and then you have to film looking back at you or whatever that, that thing is. But um, I don't know, I just, I think that they have a whole like a code of honor where they're like, well, if someone's getting attacked, we'll jump in there. And plus they're also making money together. So, but uh, I just, I have an issue with people just being judgmental, you know, just- I just don't like people who push their religion and try to force it on you. And that's just really annoying. I went to a school where, mind you, like my whole family in, in general is religious. So like I, when it comes to just like going to church, like I'm not the church goer. Like I find it boring. I find it like not even inspirational, honestly. Cause like every time I've been to church, it's more the churches I've been to at least. It's more like, oh, listen to what we're saying more than at least try to find it yourself kind of way, you know what I mean? So that's just the type of religious, like religious, any type of religious person like that, that's just like, I don't, like we're always gonna come to like grips because religion shouldn't be that way. You should choose your own religion, choose whatever you want for yourself, period. But like there's just some people who use religion and history, they have used religion to try to, um, try to hold people back as well. And that's just the scary thing about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so what do we feel about the second part of it, which is that people were um, comparing the response um, from the fellow Marvel actors towards Chris Pratt as opposed to the women and the minorities when they catch hell from, like, um, you know, the fans, you know, anytime you know, the, the internet warriors, they get on the, the, the thing and they get um very misogynistic and they get very racist. Like, they, you know, there's never really that big response from, like, you know, the Robert Downey Jr.'s and the Mark Ruffalo's and the Chris Evans, um, as there was to this, like, silly, like, internet debate. 
that was kind of like more in, in jest rather than like you know uh, actual like you know canceling right that that's um what they were saying that it was uh normal normal people having fun bickering about this silly thing whatever and then now it's turned into this whole big thing uh i honestly don't even know because um Like, why would it need to be done? I think it's just a business thing, maybe. Like, uh, I don't have, a, I'm not, like, concrete on this, like, how I feel. Uh, maybe it's, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't talk like Robert Downey. I don't want to talk. But maybe it's just, like, them just doing, shooting off a tweet and then them people, people blowing it up more. But I, then I heard that it was, like, a weird photo where uh, Tom Holland, like, photoshopped out. So they're saying that they didn't want to associate Tom Holland because it was, like, a, kind of like a serious thing. I don't know. I mean, it's all, everything is strategy and business and Hollywood business. Uh, I honestly, I can't find any weird, like, uh, like pol not political, but just like a weird, I don't know. I think it's just people having too much. I don't know. It's, it's uh, people, they just have, like, even in any situation, they just have your best friends and I guess they defended him because they're just friends and that's just the bottom line. They're not mm -hmm. going to see him as doing anything bad at all because they're friends deeper than just, you know, filming Avengers. So to them, like, like I don't know. That's not the type of friend I am. I'm just speaking about me. Like, Suge, if you ever do anything that's like, I don't expect you to do it, but if you get to say for whatever reason you slip, obviously I know you're not going to, but nobody's perfect. Like I say, you slip and you say something dumb. I'm gonna let you know that shit, like hard too. I'm gonna let you know you were stupid for it. I still got love for you, but you don't know for a fact that you were dumb for it. But like, so obviously that's not the type of friendship Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Pratt and them have. What, what it is is, all right, just don't, they probably tell each other secrets that, all right, let's say I, I, I don't have yet back, you're gonna reveal one of my secrets. That's how it is. Especially when you have a lot of money and a lot of fame, they they know for a fact. All right, I can't turn my back on you because you have some secrets I have that I've told you that you might let loose just because you feel like yeah I was unloyal or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Like my my thing is that I took away from it is just that um you know like you said maybe it's something where you know they they you know they're probably a lot closer with um him than they are with, you know, Anthony Mackie and Brie Lawson and Don Cheadle and whomsoever. And then in in that case, like, you know, then just ignore it. I, I mean, like I said, this this whole thing was a dumb, like, internet thing. It didn't really need the response that it got. It was just a stupid thing on the internet. Um, One day it didn't deserve, like, people to be, you know, posting Instagram pics of them together and then like have captions like you're talking about him like he died it's just you know peeling back the layers and saying I like yeah like you're Chris Pat you're Andy Dwyer you're Star Lord um we love you for that but at the end of the day now I'm speaking from the fan perspective that we know who you are and we know what you give and maybe that's something that you might want to change about yourself maybe that's something that you should change your your religious um affiliation. Uh, I, I I tiptoed in it, but I, I just on a business standpoint, they are all huge 
moneymakers for the conglomerate of Disney. Now they're just trying to like, well, we got we got these toys coming out. We can't have this prick on a, on a t-shirt and people don't want them. Um, you know what I mean? I don't mean the curse, but yeah. Disney owns everything. I just don't like when people put their religion and their beliefs on you, even if it's not religious beliefs. And there are, like, it's just in general, it's like rooted in the Bible. The Bible is very, like, anti Semitic and anti gay as is. And, you know, that's religion. They read the Bible. So every mm-hmm. religion has their form of, like, oh, like, anti gayness or anti Semitism. Anti-Semitism, like period. That's just the Bible in itself, and I, that's not a lie. That's like literally the Bible. The Bible has passages that's anti-gay and anti-women, anti-a lot of shit. Yeah, and people, people, and people take the 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 Bible and they take verses and passages and lessons lessons from it and use it like to to fit whatever their um whatever their agenda is like slave owners used to use the bible to to um to to basically back up back up why they have slaves the Ku Klux Klan they use they they use stuff in the bible to back up why they could terrorize you know non-white christians so it, it it's it's a very you know religious religion is all they use the bible for the for the on the oath presidents once they place their hands on a bible or when you're on court too they could take the oath but you can use whatever your, your designation is it's by choice but people it's by know, choice yeah obviously most people have been obviously been christian because the point is whatever you're because you're taking an oath so you have to swear by whatever you stand by so if you're a muslim person you go off of the quran so like you'd you know, um, like, um, um, Talib and, um, I forgot the other, um, Muslim, um, senators, like, they use the Quran, or actually, I think they use the, the Bible or something like that, and, you know, it's up to you. So the other, so the other day, um, I'd seen, um, this, I seen, um, Mandy Rose, who's a WWE, uh, superstar, uh, you know her Instagram story, and I, you know, she she's like extremely attractive. She's from um the Westchester, New York area, so she's a New Yorker, like you know all of us are. And I sent it to Mike, and like we, you know, I was like, wow, she's like beautiful, or whatever. And he was like, oh, like I think I thought they were trying to do like a lesbian storyline with her and um uh what's what's Sonia Deville, who's who was her like tag team partner, and then like they kind of like fell out, um, you know, on the the on WWE and the storyline. So I I told him I was like, no, nah, I don't think they did that because Sonia Deville is actually um, she is in reality like um, part of the LGBT community. I want to designate her as like what specifically she is because I'm not clear on that but you know she's an actual member of it so I don't think she wanted to do that type of storyline with Mandy who for all we know she isn't part of LGB she's she's straight um and then we started talking about like um they had another they tried to do another kind of like 
lesbian storyline recently as part of like an even bigger like weird like cuckold storyline with uh, Lana Rusev and Bobby Lashley where um this other female um performer uh Liv Morgan like she was supposedly in a lesbian relationship with Lana and then they 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 squashed that too because again it's in like poor taste and especially in a recent um history of the WWE since about like 20 um 14 or even before that where they started really like expanding the women's wrestling division where it's almost if not already is like on par with you know the male wrestlers you know where like when we were growing up they would have these type of storylines like these fake lesbian storylines and stuff like that and even on the other side of that they had like um these two guys are uh, billy gone and chuck palumbo and they had them in a tag team and they kind of like played as if they were gay and in general it was like in poor taste because all of these things were like LGBT stories, but told from the point of view of straight people. So, you know, just from, just from not, say that again? Like characters, like, uh, like, uh, buffoonish characters of like real people that are real, like, you know, real, that could be real people. Yeah. Yeah. So rather than actual like, um, stories that have like substance involving, you know, either actual people out of part of the LGBT community or written by people in the LGBT community where they could be, you know, fleshed out with a lot more sensitivity. Um, they're basically being told, it's their stories being told by other people. So it kind of expanded on like a bigger conversation, like me and um, Mike used to always have when we were working together where like, you know, as I've said on this show, like BuzzFeed is like one of my favorite like guilty pleasures to go and read the stuff on there and then go in the comments and kind of like, you know, say my piece. And one of the things I always like find is like, there's this thing called shipping, um, which is short for like relationshiping, where people like create fictional um, relationships between um two people from you know movies or tv sometimes it's like celebrities so like if you you know like the like actual celebrities like um if like two uh celebrities are really like chummy they'd be like oh they make such a cute couple and stuff like that but and the funny the crazy part about it is it's like the people that they're talking about it'd be like two guys that are friends and for all intents and purposes, like they're straight, but they'll be like, oh, it would be so nice if they were like gay and like together and they were boyfriends. Like, and it, to me, I just feel like, and, and, and full disclosure here, like we're kind of basically doing the same thing because I'm kind of like speaking for the gay community. I'm like, dude, is how, like, I don't think that that's, um, that's doing you guys like a genuine service if people are trying to make straight people gay rather than just talk about actual gay people or either like before they come up with these like fantasies or whatever, like you at least consult the actual gay person and, you know, get their idea on it. 
Um, but Mike, what, what's what, what? Um, yeah. Um, I wasn't familiar with shipping. I am familiar with um, some other form of fan fiction. Fan fiction, basically, where that they changed popular source source materials, uh, characters, and then they just like create these whole love stories. And uh, some, you know, some of them actually get successful, and then they just completely change who the characters are and make their own original ones out of it. But um, I think it's like going back to thinking of like two characters, two female characters in a show, and then saying like. Well, wouldn't it be nice if we see them together? You know, that, that, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, it goes deeper now because this is, this is the crust. This is what I'm going to say. So if then if I say no, like like what we're saying with uh, Bucky and Captain America being a ship, a, a cute ship that would have been, and I say no, uh, does that make me homophobic or whatever? Because I, I don't want that. You know, uh, you know you know, that's what I always got from if I was like, what's the point of it? Or like, I don't want to come off, sound like I'm like uh, homophobic by just saying like, that doesn't make any sense. It's mm-hmm. like make any other characters, you know, what I was saying with like um, any other character, you can, you can apply that to. Um, is, is it just accept like, just like, all right, have your fantasies, fantasies and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're all... But like my idea or, or the thing before uh, um Joel um gives his thoughts, like the thing I'm trying to say is like these fantasies are like created by like straight people. Like <laughs> it's not created by I mean and sometimes maybe they are like created by like, you know, gay adjacent people, you know, quote unquote allies. You know, and I think that's the also um when people talk about like social justice warriors, people also do that where you know they feel like they're being supportive of the gay community by like oh like captain america and 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 winter soldier like they would make a cute couple blah 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 and i just think like it's it's unfair i mean yeah like it's a quaint thing you're like a novelty of it of, of doing that of just like oh yeah it's like basically you're undermining like the whole like reality of if you actually were in that type of relationship in a modern society, um, uh, like it's it trivial, tri- you trivialize it, trivialize it. That's what uh, it's kind of what I was always saying, like trivializing it. But, uh, Joel, like you No, it's kind of like how you said, Mike. It's like when it comes to like situations like this, like gay, like you said uh, earlier, like with um. You remember Chuck Palumbo and Billy Gunn when they had their whole character? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, yeah, things like that, I just like don't agree with because again, like, I don't know if maybe they were gay, I don't know if they were straight, but like the whole thing is like, it's just that I just know I'm straight. I know for a fact I have never in my life liked a male, like, ever looked at a male, like, sexually or relationship wise never so i know i'm straight so but you know that's just what i know so anytime i come off as saying that like i don't look like i don't like seeing that just coming off as homophobic but i'm going like listen i still i don't care i don't want to see that i don't want to see that i just say it straight up it's all respectful, but the reason why I say that is because let's just say those were straight, right? Let's just assume they're straight. Mm-hmm. 
I'm straight, but the fact that they are doing it, they're going to think I'm a straight guy that's going to do it as well. So that's why I have to be like, whoa, back up. I'm not one of those straight guys that's going to play gay. Like, you're not going to make me play gay. That's what I mean by that. You know what I'm saying? But so if it comes off as homophobic, like, that's another thing, too. I think, like, everything is homophobic now to the point where I feel like this is going to desensitize that word and eventually, like, nobody's going to, like, care. Like, it's just like, oh, homophobic, homophobic. How am I homophobic for not wanting to do gay shit? It's beyond me. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How am I homophobic? That doesn't make sense to me. That's how they're having. That's what I'm saying. They're going to desensitize that word. Like, I, could, I, I would never in a million years harm, like, like I, I can't even say I, I'll never in a million years harm, like, a gay guy. I'm saying I would never harm a gay guy. Like, I understand having the attraction, this, that, and the third, but I'm never going to, like, especially being 30 now, I'm not going to, like, overreact on it. I'm just going to be, like, back off, like, a little bit, you know, a little aggressive with it, too. I'm not even going to but mm-hmm. the case of the matter is that respect that I don't, I'm not one of those straight guys that's going to play gay or do gay shit just to show that. I'm just saying, like, I've been, I've been having this time over. We went to an old boy school and like, I've seen Sugar, you saw me a video the other day or something. <laughs> like, trust me, that brought back memories because I was in high school with dudes that I don't know if you guys are gay or not. And that's confusing. That's like very confusing. <laughs> Like, I well, went to I high school, was, like, playing straight. They was doing funny <laughs> shit. It's like, bro, are you gay or not? Like, I know I'm not. That's just all I know. To be, I'm keeping it a buck. I'm keeping it honest here on this podcast. I'm, like, I, like, all of that is cool. Like, you be gay, but don't assume that I want to be. Or don't look at me like I'm homophobic just because I'm not trying to, like, go that deep into, like, gayness. I don't think I don't think I am. I, I think it's the, what I always said when we when this came up was that you're perverting a brother relationship. So that's okay. beyond. Because that's what I was gonna go on. That's what you know I mean. Gonna... It's more like um, the that's what it is. So you're basically saying two two war buddies are you know? Yeah, because that's where I was gonna go on with it. That like uh, um. So, so I, um, so I opened, you know, I mean, actually it's like multiple, um, lists on like BuzzFeed, um, and it was like, oh, um, fictional friendships that we wish, um, fictional friendships that we wish, um, people became more than friends or whatever, right? So I'm like scrolling through the thing and I'm noticing like a theme that it was like a lot of like, you know, I'm expecting like, you know, like, um, you know, like a guy friend and a girlfriend, you know, two heterosexual people, you know, oh, I wish they would have got together. Like, oh, like, um, like Joey and Phoebe on Friends, like something like something like that. Maybe we belong in a ship because I thought the same thing as you. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I noticed like a theme and I kept on seeing a lot of like, you know, straight guys and straight guys who were, you know, to me, I'm like best friends 
or straight um girls and straight girls who were simply friends and they were like putting it together and then like I, I had to comment on it and I was just like yo like because this was like you know like maybe like the third or fourth like um article I've seen like that on like BuzzFeed and I was just like I, I commented I was like does like platonic love not exist as far as this website is concerned, like anytime you show kind of some kind of like love bet- or, or some kind of like kinship between two people of the same sex, it has to have some kind of like homoerotic like undertone to it. Like whatever happened to platonic love? Like you take you, you take somebody like Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes, right? You know, that's like me and Joel. Like if Joel, if me and Joel were frozen in ice um for 50 years or whatever the hell and then like <laughs> you know i woke up and like i was evil and joel was good like of course like he tried to save me and and try to meet you know because i you know i'm his best friend so of course like people you know we're gonna have that that camaraderie and you know obviously between us two ain't no kind of like freaking romantic love between us so yeah, i'm trying to pick but that's the thing that other straight other straight men are okay with the fact that oh oh you know what I'm no, like no 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 don't do that to me like you're not gonna put me like you're not gonna make me gay that's the thing like you already know like we have no me and sugar have no problem like that's my best friend since high school I don't care but somebody out there might point us out as gay and that's gonna like be annoying just because like no just because like I said. There's some straight men out there who don't mind that. They, you know what, like, uh, whatever, I know I'm straight, but okay. That's cool for you, but I know I'm not gay and I know I'm straight. Like, you might not know you're not gay. That's why you're probably, you know, trying it out. I know for a fact I'm not gay. Like, you mm-hmm. might still be on the fence. Right. Well, when I was younger, like, maybe I'd be, I hang out with my, one of my best friends. And uh, we're like hanging out and stuff, and um, like like someone like um, was trying to get at me, and they were like, "Oh, you're always together, man. You're always together." Some girl like said, "Oh, because I because I did I I, reject, I rejected or whatever." This is like early on dating stuff when I was like in like, high school and stuff, and I was like, "What?" Because I chose to like hang out instead of like going out, and then she was like, "Oh, you guys are together now. You guys are gay. You guys are whatever." I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "No, I just don't want to hang out with you." Like. To that effect, we're like because I, I'm like hanging out with someone else. You gotta attribute that to being in like a freaking amor- amorous. I think that's what it is, amorous. No, uh, it's funny because you you mentioned that. Uh, like I remember in elementary school. I think I was like fourth or fifth grade. So like me and my best friend at the time then, right? Like you know we used to hang out. You know, obviously, like you, y'all hang out, y'all sit th- sit together at lunch, and y'all like you know recess time, like you guys like kicking it together or whatever whatever and like one of the other kids try to like make fun of like my best friend like trying to play that whole like gay thing or trying to like tease us because you know that's what kids do like they do that and like my friend like like beat his ass <laughs> like he beat him up whoa, and that was the last time whoa, whoa, whoa. He... what do you mean sure. by that you specify <laughs> he beat mean, oh, no, no, no. he I've beat him that same thing yeah he beat him up and i was the end of that <laughs> joke i've done the same thing too like before like 
I've done that. That's another reason why it's like it like brings back like flashbacks. I don't want to have to do it again. Like, that is what I'm saying on both on both ends. Like just don't even don't even assume as just as a man like period. Don't assume I'm straight or gay or anything. Just come with respect and disrespect me. Don't come in and have assumptions, pre-based assumptions about me. That's just like how does that sound? Don't have no pre-assumed assumptions like what just come with me as respect as a man i'm a man that's it but don't, don't have your presumed assumptions that's very like irritating yeah because like that when i happened i was like 2000 and i know like now it's 2020 that's 20 years you know from the fact and now like you know that type of stuff or like that that um it's a lot more accepted now I mean, not to say, like, it's it's wrong now, but, you know, the whole point of this, like I said, just to bring it back, is just that this idea of, like, straight people kind of, like, creating these fictional, like, homosexual relationships, and it's just, like, you know, I, I mean, I, I it, it, like, if you, you're gay and you're listening to this, I'd like to hear your, like, response to that. Like, does that help you? Because I think that's part of, like, the whole, like, Cause people always the the fear of like gay people or what a ho- lot of homophobia comes from is like this um idea of like a gay agenda of like oh like if we let the gay people um give them rights and let them have the same rights as we all do and equality and all that stuff that they're gonna try to turn everybody gay like your kids gay they're gonna try to turn you gay and da 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 so you know. To me, like when you do that to like fictional characters, and it's like a widely accepted thing, and nobody's like arguing it. Or if you're like us, where we're you know contrary to it, you know we'd probably get criticized because it's like, oh, you're being like you're being a bigot, you're being homophobic. But in reality, it's like, yo, like you're basically taking two like a straight guy and a straight guy and saying like they're supposed to be together just because, you know they like each other's company. Yeah, like I said, they is out, they just gonna be desensitizing the word homophobic. It's gonna be desensitized. Like, I, like as long as you're not going out there, like I said, doing uh, what's like the Orlando shooting when you shoot up a gay club, I'll never go that far with it. I'll never kill a gay man. I'll never kill anybody, just period. I'm not a murderer. I'm not, unless like you're coming at me with a gun, uh, you know, I might not murder unless I have one, but you know, whatever. All I'm saying is just respect. That's just the bottom line. Don't assume I'm homophobic because I don't want to do gay shit. That just doesn't make any sense. How, if I do something gay, that makes me gay. And then I'm just like fighting with myself now. Like, so I'm just like, how does that make sense? Please, guys, explain it to me. I'm trying to. <laughs> How does me not wanting to like? How does me not wanting to like French kiss another man make me homophobic? No, nah, it's it's funny that Joel said that because I got this thing where people be like, "Fellas, is it gay?" Because it'd be like these random people. I'd be like, "Oh, like yo, if a if a dude got like a screen protector on his phone, that's a little suspect." So that somebody would be like, "Fellas, is like." Yeah, like what the it's fuck? trying to it's trying to make sure that your screen doesn't get cracked, fellas. Is that gay? <laughs> yeah. No, but it's like if then you could talk to someone who actually 
you know, is a is gay or whatever, and you're telling them why don't you want to be with a woman and stuff like that, and then you force them to do it, you know, it's like same thing. It's in their in their being that they don't like to do it. Yeah, that's another thing too. Like I would never in years if I know you're gay, I'm not gonna try to change that. Like I, that's not something you can change anyway. Like maybe it can. There are some people who. And later on in their life, they dibbled and dabbled with their sexuality. Yeah, that's to each his own. I, I just know I always liked girls. Even mm-hmm. before I knew I had the confidence to talk to girls, I've always liked girls. That's just all I know. So like, if, if that sounds like homophobic, homophobia, like I said, yeah, it's just, that word is going to be desensitized. I see it. You just got to like cut it out. There's nothing homophobic about me not wanting do something that's actually gay that just says zero sense to me and it's never gonna make sense to me yeah and it's like you guys say like you know and that's why i was always i'm always like understanding of like you know gay guys and like lesbians and stuff like that because you like what you like because for whatever reason like you're already pre-designed, like, you're not attracted, you know, if you're a guy, you're not attracted to women, you're attracted to other guys, and for women, you're not attracted to guys, you're attracted to other women in the same way that, you know, all three of us, we're attracted to women, and so, you know, that can't change, so that's why I'm understanding, I won't be like, oh, why are they like that, and da da da, da. like, you know, and I, I also say, like, you can't interfere in their lives, but at the same time, with the 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 the, the topic here, is just I feel like for people to create all of these like fictional um, homosexual relationships with like non-homosexual people, like I don't think that's doing a dis- that's, I don't think that's doing any service towards you know, progressing society and opening people's mind. If anything, that's going to close people's mind up even more because, you know, like Joel just said, you know, you take that that post-shooting, right? There could be somebody sitting down reading like a, a, a one of these BuzzFeed articles or reading some kind of article where they're talking about like Captain America um, and Bucky Barnes together, right? And, you know, this person... You know, he's cuckoo bananas, but he looks up to Captain America or whatever, whatever. And, you know, he sees this article and it's saying, like, Captain America is gay. And then, like, he already kind of doesn't even, like, he, he already has, like, a hate towards gay people. So he sees that and he's just like, oh, see, there you go. Like, there's, like, the gay agenda. Now I got to, like, go kill gay people. Just because, like, some website decided to create, like, this this fictional... Um, to create this idea that just because two dudes like you know, like I say, enjoy each other's company and are friends, like they're supposed to be more than that. And it also goes the same way. Just because like a guy, a, a heterosexual guy and a heterosexual girl are like good friends, that don't necessarily mean like oh they should go together, right? Yeah, okay. That's that is like, like I, said, uh, I don't like pre-assumed pre-assumed anything like i don't like pre-assumed relationships pre-assumed and no type of judgment like i hate that like i can't stand that mm-hmm. like, that's just very irritating to me. i've been in pre-assumed relationships i've been in relationships with girls i've never knew i had relationships with 
until like, oh, I thought you were talking with her. I'm like, huh? I was never talking with her. I was just with her. Just see me next to her, but that doesn't mean I'm talking to her. Like, or like we're in a relationship. Okay, and this is like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Someone always wants to make it out to be something that's not. And it's just like, yo, relax. All right, if you want to talk about representation, all right, so what if there was an actual authentic character that actually was like in, in, in a media thing that you could look up to if you were like a kid and you were like of the same, you know, you were like gay or, and then you see someone just like being flippant, flippant about it and you undermine it. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a caricature and a joke, you know, caricature of it and a joke, which was the case. Even though people say like, oh, it was more very accepting in like the, the '90s and stuff, it was still like accepted in like a jokey way, you know. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, like I agree with you when it comes to like representation. Like that, that's on that's also another thing that goes in part with this that like, you know instead of like making like already established like straight characters gay like why not create your own gay superhero gay um you know characters on tv shows and stuff like that rather than taking someone and turning them into to 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 to, to you know taking a straight straight character and turning them gay like you could just create your own um original thing like think of it in this way like instead of turning James Bond black like we created Shaft that's a, that's a great that's an excellent point excellent point uh, and I'll, you know that was a whole movement of film um, for film buffs out there too uh, you create your own create your own production um, and you're not just piggybacking yeah and then you, you get the um you also get um influence from actual lgbt people and have them um involved in the creative process you know back to where this whole conversation started you talk about um wwe you know like the only i don't even think he's in creative but the only prominent gay person in wwe pat patterson like i don't think he's involved in any of these things is he (laughs) but also uh, well there's also a referee too but uh, he's just a figure. He's just like a member. Mm-hmm. I don't. He's not in writing stories. So yeah, I mean, I thought I found it very exploitive by WWE, and I think like things happen, like the whole even the thing with the I'll wrap it all up now. With Lashley, that the people in charge thought it'd be, you know, for even for like maybe for network TV tingling like. This man's wife and I always thought I always thought because he was also a black man saw so that I was black. yeah he goes like the guy goes he's kissing his wife and mm-hmm. like like show me down our throat I'm like this is the stupidest thing you killed this guy his character not for the fact just because if this woman did cheat with another man and you know just the fact that we saw it was so forced and then you had they were pushing this whole thing with Manny Rose and and uh, th- and this was actually during the time when Sonia Deville her real name uh, escapes me. Uh, I follow her though. I actually follow her, you know. But uh, in real life, she was like coming out and she made her announcement and stuff. You would have undermined her real life experience by having her in this whole salacious, you know, like uh, coming, you know, this whole like 
So it's more about authenticity compared to sensationalism and just, you know, like, again, you brought the whole thing about being a straight guy, bringing up a uh, straight person, bringing up the whole uh, Captain America and Bucky. That, that's different. That, that actually, I didn't even think about that. That, that like, switched it up for me. But I know there's other, other segments of people who, like, create these fantasies and stuff. Um, but, of course, like, you know, people see, like, a black Superman and all that. Uh, I don't know. There's just so much to digest right now. But it's, I don't know. I think I said enough. But uh, there's always more to say. Um, Mike, you got your you final know, thoughts? Final thoughts on the whole show? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we're going to wrap this up in less than a and a half, the election. And the big thing was supposed to be the third election. There wasn't no, it wasn't a uh, newsworthy. It wasn't newsworthy enough because so much stuff has happened. I think it's kind of like let's just get on with it. People are voting already. Uh, I know they're talking about Texas today. Like Texas is like potentially a swing state now. Don't mm-hmm. believe it. Don't believe it. Um, I will be there. I know it's, now it's not going to be like in 24 hours how it used to, how it was. Um, but I don't know. I just. Joel always talks about the lesser of two evils. I think normalcy. I know things aren't going well. Things are not well for everyone. But when things are more leveled, there's less chaos, you know, like normalcy. And then you can work on it because you go to extremes. Extremes aren't good, but I know some people want more immediately. Um, Shug sent me the thing with Jamil Hill and everything. Um, of course, patriarchy is like a, was a white man patriarchy and everything. Um, I just feel I don't I don't think that is the time. I hope it isn't the time for people to be already trying to say who who deserves more right now. That's scary foreshadowing of how how we don't want it to be in the future because that, that then you're already blaming someone else. Like you're already you know you're already see, using someone else as like a thing where this is. The, the person the oppressor and then you're gonna already have like a sub suppressor or something you know like that that's what i was thinking about that but that's just my opinion uh then with chris pratt um mm-hmm. it was a fun meme and stuff but mike it's like a micro insult and people are they they see so many of these in once and then they get then they get like offended and stuff like you just said all them were like the whole thing with the um relationships that's a fantasy relationships um people have different that they think some different now they were saying that all oh, oh, like attacking a white man thing even though it's not it's just a, it's a fun meme um what i'm looking at this is extremes like people are going to take it extreme and like be like wow like um like someone the same thing of me comparing like like two black guys or three black guys, whatever, and then just saying they're all the same. But someone's going to take that and, like, run with it. And people who are don't take it at, like, face value are going to get crazy with it. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to wrap that up also with the comic book thing where it's, like, um, the people post things and they say, oh, it's just for fun. But then there's people out there who don't take anything for fun. And then you get all serious shit that come out from it. That's my long yeah. Um, 
final thoughts on like on the election. Like I said, I know I've said it on the podcast before that I'm not voting, but I'm doing my due diligence. I gave, you know, uh, requested the mail-in absentee ballot. I requested it yesterday. Should be getting it hopefully by Tuesday. If not by tomorrow, hopefully I'll get it. And like I said, I'm going to do my, my research even more up until November 3rd. I still might not pick a president, honestly, but I'll definitely seeing, you know, the local elections, do my deeper research on that. And if I do land on a president, then trust me and just know I'm not going to pick Trump. That's just the bottom line. Like, I don't see him or Biden being, for, um, you know, a good choice. But I sure as hell don't see Trump as better than Biden, even if Biden is just as bad or, you know, whatever I'm trying to say there. All I'm trying to say is I know both are bad, but I'm not picking Trump. And as far as Chris Pratt, like I said, uh, um, I don't know the man personally, but just in general, just knowing from his peers, other than Robert Downey Jr., his Avengers peers, just knowing He's really religious and just knowing my encounters with annoying religion people, you know, that's just like really irritating. You can't force your ideas on people, regardless, LGBT community. I understand like, you know, that's how the, not saying that they probably read the Bible. I don't know how, you know, what book they probably read in whatever religion he is, but I'm just saying whatever it is, it's all rooted from the Bible and you just got to cut it out because all you're doing is holding people back and you're holding yourself back. You can learn from these people rather than trying to turn them or convert them or change their ways in any type of way. And that ties into what we just spoke about uh, with uh, the fictional characters and turning people straight or just straight guys do participate in gay activities and that's just like you know it's, it's just too much questioning what should someone do like stop questioning what people should do do things for yourself and just do the good thing period yeah i'm gonna start off i'm gonna start off from the front back with the um the gay character things like i said my my, my the question i wanted from it and like i said if you're part of the gay community and you're listening to this and you know we want to hear your feedback on it but it's just like, does that really, does that help your cause, or is, or do you find it like annoying? Like, I, you know, me as a black person, I don't, you know, like when non-black people think for us, you know. So it'd be interesting to hear that. And speaking about that, you know, with like Jamal Hill, like, you know, that's her opinion. Um, I disagree with it, but she's entitled to her opinion. But I, I do do really feel that, like, you know, if you, like, I don't think, like, Black men as a whole, because there are those people, like, Black men and Black women, where they basically put other Black people down. And I think, like, for us to get ahead in society and to make all things equal and fair for all of us, you know, on a so- social level, on an economic level, on a political level, like, black people aren't going to do that by putting each other down. So I don't think black men want to be, you know, part of a patriarchy. Um, They definitely, us in general, like we want to dismantle it because that patriarchy 
build a system to hold us down. Like, you know, going back to last week, talking about Bill Burr, that's what he said. You know, white women basically benefited from that white patriarchy and part of that was holding black people down. So, and, and part of that was like Euro stepping us basically and stepping over us and trying to put yourself at the forefront of it. And then um, with the election, you know, just go out and vote. Um, we already explained different ways that you could vote, whether you do it um, on election day, whether you take part in um, early voting, um, you can do that. And with Chris Pratt, I mean, like I said, he plays a lot of characters that we love. Um, I don't think he, like he's a OD. He's not like an OD like Trump supporters, you know, um, one of those things where people, they think differently than you, but that doesn't make them bad people. Um, but he had to learn to take a joke, but, and he should probably find a different church to affiliate himself with that one that promotes, you know, anti-gay stuff. But this has been episode 24 of Shug Me The Mooney. For the guys here, thank you for listening. Shug Me The Mooney, Shug Me The Mooney, Shug Me The Mooney. <laughs>